Welcome to the Kim Doyle Show, where I believe business should be fun. Creating, marketing, and mastering your craft is as much about the day-to-day as it is about the big wins and even the epic fails. In this podcast, we're going to talk about all things content marketing, digital marketing, a little bit of mindset, and how to just show up by creating an online business and income that fits your lifestyle. Hey, what up, what up? My goodness, this has been a long time coming. First of all, welcome to the Kim Doyle Show. I, of course, am Kim Doyle, and yeah, it has been a real hot minute um, since I've recorded. And so I've got a lot to bring you up to speed on today. Today's episode is time for a business reboot, which will include the podcast. So we're going to do a little bit of catching up and a little bit of what's coming and whatever else seems to show up in my brain as we record this. But I do have a super long episode for you. Well, the show notes are about 2,500 words. So let's just say that. But we're going to go deep. You know, I go off script, all that good stuff. And if you are listening, well, obviously this doesn't matter, I guess, if you're not. But, uh, thanks for sticking around. So if you've stuck with me and wondered where the podcast is, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, but before I get into what's coming, and yes, that does mean the podcast back with a regular schedule, I kind of feel like I need to update you on a few things. So the first thing is life in Costa Rica. And I have written a full post on why I moved to a country I'd never visited. It's on Medium under the F the Hustle publication on Medium. Uh, So I've linked to that in the show notes, or you could follow me or search F the Hustle. You'll see the article. But it's the time of this recording. It's a little over four and a half months. And I I just cannot believe how quickly it's gone. It's it's been wild. Um, It's really, really starting to feel like home here. And it's, gosh, there's been so many sort of revelations. God, for a minute, I got stuck on the word revelations and realizations. And it's been fascinating what this move has brought up for me. Some are deep and some are pretty superficial, you know, in terms of, you know, I guess I didn't need to run to Target as often as I thought I did because I can't here. And it's amazing how you learn to do without um, but all of these realizations have made such a difference in how I feel and where I'm going. And, you know, some of the deeper things, it's kind of hard to put into words still at this point, to be honest with you. And I, I may publish some of that through, um, the medium publication because it really ties into the F the hustle mantra, the movement and everything that F the hustle represents to me. And so what I will say this, and I'm just because I have to pre-qualify everything, no judgment in anybody who wants anything differently, different, differently. I don't know, but no judgment because the truth is, trust me, I like nice things and I like having things and I kind of like not, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard, um, it's really a hard thing to explain, but you know, as far as Costa Rica goes, it's, um, there, there really is an energy in the air here that is just tranquila. It's Pura Vida, right? So my understanding is that October is the end of the rainy season here. I'm recording this on October 19th. And 
the cool thing is like, I have not minded the rain at all. Um, the thunderstorms here are like nothing I have seen or heard before. It will go from being sunny and dry one minute. And the next thing you know, it is pouring. Like you guys, it feels like, like the sky just opened up and dumped <laughs> water. It, I mean, it's, it's nuts how quickly it comes down and, and how fast and how hard out of nowhere. And then the thunder, holy moly, lots of flash lightning. And the thunder is, it, it feels like it's right above your head. I remember feeling that in Boise, actually, because the elevation was higher, which we're not here, but the thunder sounds like it's so close. I don't even know how else to explain that. Um, the dogs really don't like it too much. Uh, so when it gets crazy, you know, we'll go into my room and one of the dogs will literally either climb under the covers with me or she goes under the bed. The other one just kind of sits there like, what is going on? So anyways, and it's being October 19th. It's also kind of a trip right now because I'm getting on Zoom calls with people and they're showing up in hoodies and vests and like starting to bundle up and I'm still sitting here in a tank top and shorts. Although today it's been gray and overcast all day, which really makes it easy, one, to stay in and work. And two, it makes it feel like fall a little bit. So um, I have a tendency to keep my AC probably much lower than most people who have lived here a long time. Um, and a lot of that is because the cooler it is, the easier it is for me to get the work done. When it starts getting warm, I get sleepy. Am I the only one that does that? Anyway, um, you know, my goal my ultimate goal is to have a place here and somewhere in the States because the truth is I do like fall and Christmas time in cooler weather. Please note, I did not say cold. <laughs> it's just cooler. I want to be able to bundle up and not be hot, but, and, but not need layers, if that makes sense. Um, you know, and I'd happy to have that cooler weather, maybe, you know, September through December and January through September, I come back to Costa Rica or yeah. So anyways, it's all, it's all good. Um, I, I think it's probably a little bit cooler here today, but I would not be uncomfortable. Well, I'm not uncomfortable when I take the dogs down and I'm in shorts and a tank top. I'm in flip flops. Perfectly fine. Um, the other thing, oh, talk about excitement is that I finally bit the bullet and I got a car. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that I was like, oh, I'm going to wait and see. And I don't, gosh, I'm trying to think I'd have to look back last episode. If I shared, you know, having gone back to California at the end of August, I believe I did. Um, and I sold my car and I honestly think I had an Audi Q5, which I loved. And I think I was more excited about buying a 2007 Kia Sorento in Costa Rica. <laughs> And it was about the Audi Q5, right? It's all about perspective. And the funny thing is, you guys, it's because the car situation, which I know what's going nuts in the United States in terms of, you know, the chips not being available and used cars are in demand. And I, I don't get what's going on anywhere. We're in a paradigm shift. That's all I got. But um, so down here, you know, because it costs a lot to import your car, they've set some new laws for residents and even like if I were to get like a rentista visa before I bought down here, because that's the other thing you can't, you can't uh, carry a mortgage unless you are a citizen or a resident. I'm not sure how that works, but so anything you buy down here, you have to buy cash, but there are three. So there's four new visas. I think I've told you guys this before, but I'll do a quick version. 
there are three for residency. And one is when you invest in the country, 150,000 or more. And you can do that in terms of a business or a resident. You can be a pensioner coming into the country with X amount of income. Um, and you can be a renter, which is I'm renting. And um, same thing, you have to show you a certain amount of income. Both of those, the renter and the pensioner, I believe you have to put 60000 cash into a Costa Rican bank. So the new law would allow you to import for a single person, I think it's one car, and for a couple or a family, maybe it's two, but tax-free because here's the deal. If I were to have brought my Audi down here, they would tax me. Not only do I have to pay to ship it, right, in which now all the distribution channels are a hot mess, so I don't know what's going on with that, but they tax you on 50% of the perceived their, the perceived value they assign your car. So even though it was a few years old, they might be like, well, we think your car is worth this much. So we're going to tax you 50%, which I believe a friend of mine was telling me, even with the, um, it's called Rentiva, uh, Rentiva is the registration, but there's something else I have to do in December. And they just tell you it's, it's, I don't even, they just tell you what the bill is because they decide it's not, oh no, that was insurance. They decide there's not like a, a driving record or scale or anything. So anyways, long story short, I got my car and um, yeah, I put some more money into it and I'll probably keep putting a little bit of money into it. Um, but it was so exciting. <laughs> Seriously, I've been super fortunate that I have made some wonderful friends who have been kind enough to take me places and help me get what I've needed. But after four months, I realized, yeah, I need a car. I just need a car. Like simple things. You don't even think about it. Like I have a hair appointment Wednesday and it's like, oh, I, I either have to get a ride, get dropped off and picked up. And there are no Ubers in this area. I'm sure there are in San Jose. And I think there's taxi drivers, but it just becomes, I don't know, a little bit of pain. So that's done. And, you know, one of the things I love about being in the car for any length of time that I've really missed is listening to podcasts and audiobooks because I can't really listen when I'm working. Well, I mean, it depends on the task at hand and what I'm actually doing. But anytime I went anywhere in the States, like running errands or like I always had my AirPods in listening to something. Um, and, and when I go for walks and stuff too, but listen to me, I'm telling you guys the most mundane stuff, but welcome to my brain. Uh, you know, like even taking the dogs for a walk on the beach, I tend to go in the afternoons and that's when it's been raining. So that's okay. Like I said, October is the end of that. And then I think a friend of mine was telling me that there's two seasons in Costa Rica, green and dry. So we will be going into the dry, it's high season beginning, I think in November. So anyway, um, you know, I just, last night I had this little adventure. I decided I was going to go to Price Mart, which is owned by Costco. And looks very much like a Costco. It's just like a quarter of the size. Like you could probably take, you know, the back quadrant of a Costco and, and drop Price Mart in there. Um, but, and there's a Walmart because I wanted to get new car mats for the car. Anyway, it's about an hour away. I, there's a shorter drive, but I'd have to drive through a river, like actual water. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that right now. Just because it was raining too. So long story short. It was interesting. You don't realize it. I've never been bothered. I love driving. I've never been bothered by driving at night, any of that kind of stuff. But driving back from Liberia to where I live, like I said, it's about an hour. 
you're going through small towns and and hills and like there could be a pothole in the road or just there's there's no street lights so you just it's a totally different experience and i thought huh i don't i i i don't know that i need to do this um i don't know that i need to do this <laughs> again i can not a priority though so moving on and maybe when it's dry it would be a different story but still i don't know so anyway long story short Life in Costa Rica is really, really good. I'm having a great time. Um, I love it here. Um, I am excited about the community that I am living in. My building, there's only seven units. It's all full now. They're all expats and everybody is just awesome. So I think we've got a barbecue coming up. It's just kind of fun. Somebody nicknamed the building Melrose Place. So if you are, I don't know, probably 10 years younger or older than me, you're familiar with that show. All right, let's jump in to time for a reboot and what that means. So I'm going to break down this business reboot into five different categories. First one is the podcast. Then we're going to talk about email. Then we're going to talk about content, offers, and finally the Facebook group. So let's start with the podcast, which seems sort of apropos since I'm recording a podcast. I think that's the first time I've used that, apropos in a sentence out loud. Anyway, so you guys, I started my podcast in 2013, the WordPress Chick Podcast. And when I pivoted from the WordPress Chick Podcast to the Kim Doyle Show, I essentially kept the format completely the same. I just changed the name, the introduction and the artwork. The feed was the same. You know, although I, I know I've talked about this, I should have kept the episode numbers continuing instead of starting over, but no point in crying over spilled milk, right? And I guess I could go back and edit them. So technically, this is episode 78 of the Kim Doyle show. But with the WordPress chick, it would probably be like episode, I don't know, 370. I had had quite a few episodes for the WordPress chick. So it'd be over 300 for sure. Um, But either way, you know, um, it's, I, I didn't change a whole lot other than those few things. I kept the format going. And, you know, it was the whole episode format. Well, at the time, and I don't mean like individual episode format, but what I would do is I would do an interview, I would do a solo show and then an interview, which is fun. But at this point, I kind of think I'd prefer to do primarily solo shows. And that doesn't mean I want to have guests, but you know, what, what happened is, so the last two and a half years have been challenging. We've all had challenges, right? But probably from the time, gosh, probably before I lost my mom, um, you know, I went through a lot with my son when he was in high school and it's hard to get on a podcast and show up. And, you know, I I know when I recorded an episode about my mom, I cried on and off throughout it. And so it's, it takes a different level of energy and it's kind of like live streaming or video, any of those things where you have to be quote unquote on require a different energy. And I don't think, you know, I'm not saying you can't show up where you're at, right? My just show up hashtag. But in order for it to be a value to you and to me, you know, you want to be in the right headspace, right? So I lost my mom then, moving to Boise, COVID, moving again. I just, I was having a hard time feeling excited about the podcast the way I once did. And, you know, when I talk about interviewing and not, 
it, it truly, it's not because I don't enjoy interviewing and creating re- new relationships because truly that's been the foundation of growing my business. It's more about the fact that I would like to, I am focusing in a little bit of a different direction and, you know, narrowing down the type of content that I publish on the site, as well as getting ready to launch my F the Hustle Insiders community, which is coming. And I'll fill you guys in on that in a minute. I'm I'm really at this place where, like, I don't see, I don't want to say this, mindset and the business, they're, they're super integrated. You don't separate one with the other. And you just from how I communicate via email and what I talk on the podcast, you guys know that that's a big part of who I am and how I move through the world. And so I'm really focusing more on creating those frameworks and creating a safe, positive, inspiring, trusting environment where you get to have moments and then you get to get up and keep going. You know, it's just so it, it's not that I can't have those conversations. Maybe the guests will be different. I'm not totally sure. But until I get a little bit more clarity on why I'm interviewing somebody as a, you know, as opposed to just having an interesting conversation with an interesting person, which again, I'm not against that at all. But one of the things my coach is working with me on is really tight boundaries. And I have a tendency to, yeah, I can help you with that. Or yeah, I'd love to do that. Or yeah, I can do that. And I say yes when I'm in these moments. And then I feel resentful because I'm white and I haven't created enough white space for myself. And it's really important. So my goal with the podcast reboot, the official reboot of the podcast is it's, I'll do a new introduction. And, you know, I don't know in terms of format, like I don't see myself necessarily doing seasons. I don't know, maybe I'll do themes. We'll see. I kind of like the idea of a theme, but I want it to be a little bit more of a strategic plan as opposed to I love to talk and record and it's content, if that makes sense. So, and I'll share that along the journey with you guys. And I've got a time frame on all of this. So I'll share that towards the end of the show. Um, and again, like I said, I'll, I'll definitely still have guests on the show. I just want to be more intentional about the conversation. Next up is email and more email. I really, really miss doing my quote unquote, almost daily emails. So yes, they're coming back. Sorry, I've got my water here. Um, Like many of you guys, I'm sure um, I had been hesitant about email marketing before I got into doing it. I knew that it was important. You know, the money is in the list mantra of every bro marketer on the planet, you know, was, was just drilled into me from the time I started in 2008. Like I knew I needed a list. I needed a list. I always had an opt-in form. I always had a lead magnet. And then it was like, now what? (laughs) You know? And what I'll tell you is there's sort of two pieces, two sides to the email marketing coin. One is the strategy and setting things up, follow-up sequences and automations and this and tags and this triggers that and then this happens, right? And then there is the style in which you communicate and how you connect through email. So both are super learnable skills. Obviously, some people will do it better than others. They simply take practice. But, you know, the money is in the list. You know, this is what's interesting. This just hit me like a ton of bricks. And this is a little bit off script. But that was the hook, right? If we pull in Russell Brunson's hook, I almost said hook, line, and sinker. um, Hook story offer. 
right? The hook is the money's in the list. Well, what list? So to be able to tell a story about how people make money with, with email marketing and then the offer would be a product, right? Well, the money is in the list doesn't work. That, that hook feels gross to most people today. And at the time, I think when that came out, yes, you can make money with email marketing. I, uh, why do you think I wish I had done it sooner? But we are at this, and I believe it was Eugene Schwartz, and I'll keep repeating this. Um, I have not finished his book, Breakthrough Advertising. One of the advertising greats, and Brian Kurtz has bought all the rights and republishes, and you can get it on Amazon. He talks about market sophistication. And so we're in this place today where consumers are smarter. We, even as, as marketers, and even if you're new in this, you can kind of smell a launch coming miles away and that's okay. It's just part of business. I, I don't know about you. Like I said, today's October 19th. I've already started getting emails for Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals, which not that I can go do any of those, but I will take advantage of some online offers. I, I've got some form of a Roomba coming back to me with Christmas at Christmas time. My dog shed so much down here, but So, you know, I've already started seeing those. So we get it. That sale's coming. So that's no different than prepping people for a launch or an offer. It's business. That doesn't bother me. But the money in the list doesn't work anymore. And so, and again, I know I probably sound like a broken record with a statement, but not focusing on email marketing sooner is truly my only regret in my business. The two things that have made the biggest difference for me have been podcasting and email marketing. Here's the cool thing. And... I don't know if this term exists or I made it up. So maybe I need to coin this trademark it, whatever. Both podcasting and email marketing are content, but more importantly is that they are relational content. So they're great ways to build a relationship like podcasting. I've always said, look, if you are willing to take me and listen to me, talk to you for an hour, like we would probably have fun getting a beer together or Vodka tonics are my new thing down here, but it's, you know, it's, we, we, there's a resonance there, I guess. And it's not just because you're listening to me. I don't mean that, but there's a resonance. There's a reason we're connecting, right? Same thing with email. If you can start learning to tell stories and connect with people and getting people to respond is so powerful. And that is the beauty of learning how to effectively communicate for your business online. So many people who don't like writing. I'm like, I get it. And if you don't have the funds to hire people to do the writing, then you have to reframe writing and practice at it. I really do believe it's a, it's a skill for, from the marketing perspective that can be taught. Can everybody be a novelist? I don't know. Maybe I I don't know. I have zero desire and would not even attempt it. Um, It doesn't feel the thought of that makes me kind of cringe, like a really, really bad term paper or something. I would not attempt to try my hand at fiction. But, you know, more importantly than the fact that they're relational content is that they connect me with my audience on a more personal level, level, which is a driving force for me to continue with my business. You know, little off script here, guys. I, and I'm going to talk about offers in a minute, like I mentioned, but in doing this Oh my gosh, I wish I did this sooner. But so when I launched the first cohort of email insiders in May, was it May? May have been April. Anyways, April, no, May. Yeah, it was May. Um, what was so cool is the relationships. It was a small group of people and two of them are now coaching with me. I created deeper friendships with some people that I already knew. And it starts kind of having this ripple effect 
when you show up 100%. And that's what I love about this cohort model. And if you're not, if you've not heard the term, it's basically a course where you're going through it. People are going through it together as opposed to everything being passive. I love passive too. Don't get me wrong. But there is something to be said for accountability. So when I just launched the second cohort, and we've got our first group call tomorrow. But when I launched the second cohort, it was the same thing. And I, you know, I'm able to have these conversations with people and sort of steer. So one of them became a coaching client instead of email insiders, because they want more one-on-one with me. And I'm like, okay, I get it. And is that scalable? Not right now, but it's okay. Because I am having a ton of fun. I literally feel like I'm getting paid to do market research and create frameworks for my own business because I'm solving problems for other people. It is, it's phenomenal. And it was sold simply with email. Okay. So that was a little bit of off script. So the beauty of where I'm at today is that I've learned to appreciate the mastery of the things I'm already doing. I love going deeper with something that I feel pretty good about. There's something magical that happens when you focus on mastery and truly start connecting the dots. The example I love to give is copywriting. You guys, I frigging hated copywriting with a passion. And I had a friend to be like, you need to write 50 headlines. And I'm like, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> I'm really not violent. But you know, it's just that, oh my God, it was cringeworthy. Cause I'm like, Ugh, right. And, and so what your brain does is you go looking for other headlines that have worked or you've read, but you don't necessarily understand. And now, because I feel like I am a practitioner of copywriting more than anything else. I will never call myself a copywriter and mainly because I don't want to do it for anyone else, but, but really grasping how to craft good copy, how words compel people to take action or not. And then being able to improve sales simply by reworking words. It's kind of magical you guys. And so mind you, I will clarify that there is nothing simple about copywriting. It does take work. But it's so very worth it. And honestly, all of this takes work. Content takes work. Email takes work. Video. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It takes a certain level of work. And even if, so when I talk about selling, and I'm going to get into this offer again, like email insiders, just straight with an email. And it was a hit reply and we'll hop on a call. That was it, you guys. That, that was how I did this. I, don't, I didn't have sales scripts. I just knew what my intention was and what I wanted people to get out of this. And I wanted them to tell me what they wanted to get out of it. Right. And so all of that, you know, it, it truly, I kind of lost my train of thought there, but um, it's, oh, that was work. It seems that's where I was going. So on one hand, yeah, it seems really simple, but you guys, it was supposed to be a two month program with two calls a month. And I, it was three months with four calls a month. And I got on extra individual calls with people because I wanted to make sure things were moving, you know, if they were stuck on something specific that it was like, okay, let's dig a little bit deeper into this. And, you know, because the group calls, some people do don't want to share, but there's only so much time in a single call, right? So I hopped on individual calls with everybody and I loved it. I loved it. It was so the, just the, the data uh, was invaluable, but the relationships. Um, were invaluable. So the fact that copywriting is not simple does not mean it's not worth the time. And I, right now I'm really grateful that things are busy and I'm loving what I'm doing. But I also know that if I don't have time to create, I know myself well enough that I will end up feeling resentful. So hence the creating more emails. So you can expect more emails from me. And 
thanks to Shy. What is Shy's last name? I, I am always going to, not always going to, Shy Schechter. Um, he has an app called Smart Subscriber. And I've mentioned this in the newsletter a few times, smartsubscriber.app. It's kind of funny because you think this would be super easy, but it allows you to set email preferences for, I believe it works with ConvertKit and Drip. So instead of making people click a link to add a tag to not get something, they, you just, you create a simple page that says, you know, you are, here's what you're subscribed to. You're subscribed to F the hustle. You're subscribed to the F the hustle resend. You're subscribed to courses offers, partner offers, whatever. I'm just making this stuff up because Shai actually emailed me. He's like, is there a reason you're not using smart subscriber yet? Cause he did an onboarding call with me. I'm all uh user laziness. No, I just haven't gotten to it because I feel like I want to go in and clean up some tags and stuff first, but it allows you to say, yeah, I don't want this. I do want this anyways. So the point is I'm going to, you know, or maybe people don't want the daily emails and they just want the newsletter. So, but I have to have those tags all cleaned up and set up to begin with. So I have to check on that. All right. So that let's wrap up the emails. Expect more emails from me. So next up would be content. I'm going to go ahead and say this. All right. I'm going to just say it. Content burnout is friggin' real. I don't know if it was from talking about content for so long, both here through my site and, and the podcast and with the content creators planner, but man, it just stopped feeling fun or even remotely interesting. I was like, I don't need, you know, 12 more ways to come up with content ideas. It just got like, you know, guys, I've got my, you know, hashtag everything is content. And not that I have all the answers or do it all right. Not saying that I just got like, oh my God, I'm going to lose my mind if I have to talk about content again. So we have paused the newsletter creativity published under CCP content creators planner right now. Um, but it, it's just, I don't know, anyone who has been on this journey with me for a while, which is in March will be 14 years, knows that I like change. I have this innate drive within me to continue evolving and becoming the best version of myself. And I don't know if that sounds pretentious or not, but it's really more about, you know, did I learn from my mistakes? Can I, can I do this differently? Could how do I take responsibility for this piece of my life? That type of thing. You know, it's why I still talk to my therapist slash mentor. Um, the difference is today I do a lot less external searching in terms of like self-help books. Here's a little side story for you guys. Is when I got started online, 2008, totally thought I was going to go in a different niche. And I'm sure I've told you guys this. My first site was the self-help chick, pre-WordPress chick had it designed. Um, and I thought I was gonna make money with AdSense, but it was like, I don't, I don't want to talk about this all. The, I, you know, blogging and writing content was so new to me back then. But um, yeah, like I am sort of this voracious learner. And so I have, and I worked in the bookstores for 10 years back when I was younger from, you know, I was a clerk to a district manager and so I read a lot. I consume a lot of audio and whatnot. And I've listened to them all. I've read most of them. I would say I probably landed more of spiritual self-help, like with Dr. Wayne Dyer. And, and from that perspective, then, you know, and I started with Zig Ziglar and Tony Robbins, all of them. You guys have been there, done that. But long story short, my point is today, 
I do a lot less external searching. And I know that the biggest change comes from within. Even when people can't see it, you can be a completely different person on the inside. And externally, everything looks and feels the same, right? But if you guys, who I was in my early 30s when I was in management is a completely different person than I am today. I can call on her once in a while when I need to, but it's, I, I move through the world very different, differently. What, what's up with that word today? Anyway, so I made a very conscious decision 10 years ago to take complete responsibility for every condition of my life. And I, I, I literally remember where I was sitting and maybe I've told the story before too. And I promise to stop pre-qualifying that because I'm sure I repeat myself a lot. What do they say? Repetition is the mother of skill. But anyways, it was with my therapist. When she said something to me, I remember I was sitting in my family room and I was like, huh, I want to move through my life and I don't want to keep doing this. And I really, it was a conscious choice. And I don't know at the time that I thought of it as, as taking responsibility and having self-responsibility, but that's what it's become and evolved into. And I'm going to tell you guys, nothing will give you more freedom than taking complete and total responsibility for every aspect of your life. And I'm, you know, when we talk about what happens to us, we can choose how we respond. And, and I'm, please know that I'm not coming from a place of a victim ever being responsible for something that happens. That's not where I'm talking. So please, please, let's not go that route. But, you know, I just, that, that decision was life changing for me. And so I'm constantly coming back to, it's always an inside job. It's always an inside job. It's our perspective, our perception, perspective, perception, I guess, same thing. Um, our, 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 our choice and how we respond, how we react when we do those things. That's the responsibility I'm talking about. And so, you know, the idea of continuing to doing, to do the same thing or create content around one topic or a few feels less than exciting to me. I, that's one of the reasons I love this space because there's constantly things to, to test and try and it keeps it interesting. And so I have this on one hand, there's this bucket of fundamentals and it's like master the fundamentals, writing, copy, sales, you guys, it's, it's, that's it. How you do it is just through tools and tactics, right? So I have gone so deep and sideways into this tool I found. It's called Excalibur. So just like the sword Excalibur, think Excalibur. Um, I think it's just Excalibur.com. I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, and I've started mapping out a lot of things in my business. And I'm going to get into the mapping in a minute. And because I'm so visual, it helps me to see things laid out. And so what's nice is when I do this map, then I can put it into a process. And so I realized as I'm, you know, things are changing and I've got a lot going on right now. It's like, I need to see, kind of, kind of see all the buckets where everything's landing. And so the first things I started with were offers and content. And if you go to the show notes, you'll see the visual of the content piece. And I'm going to do sort of a, a quick summary of it. And so if you're listening, I would suggest going to the post to see it. It's going to make more sense. And then if, well, if you're reading, you're not going to hear me say this. So never mind. <laughs> um, but I would suggest, obviously, 
what I put in the post is if they're reading it to go to the audio because I'll go a little bit deeper. So there's three, t- three types of content. And while email marketing is content to me, I'm not including that necessarily in these three things. And I will repurpose. Oftentimes, I will take a, a broadcast story-based email and publish it as a blog post. And then I share it socially too. So the three things are the podcast, newsletter, and blog post. And what you'll see on this map is so I've got sort of a little task, like the podcast needs a new intro, episode artwork, and, and the strategy. I'm not changing the show artwork, but just per episode, um, it's going to get published on Tuesday. And then on one down the left-hand side, like I have two arms branching off of that. I've got the original blog post show notes because just like this episode, I would be way more all over the place had I not written out the show notes. So I've got the blog post show notes. I'm going to publish it to Medium. And then I will send a solo broadcast email driving people back to the podcast episode on the site. Um, And I'll include the, um, you know, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and Google, blah, blah, blah. So left-hand side is written. The right-hand side is social. Down the right-hand side, I've got Instagram, which branches off into stories, feed. I've got Instagram carousel and then stories. Uh, The feed is the carousel, but I'll do a solo also. And then I push Facebook. I push from Instagram to Facebook. So if I publish something on Instagram, it's going to go to Facebook. Facebook organic is just feels like such a moot point. Anyways, I'm going to test Twitter threads. And then below that, I have co-scheduled missing letter, both scheduling tools and I use for different reasons. So there's that. So the same thing, then move into the next column. I've got the newsletter. So weekly newsletter published on Thursdays. And then I have a new landing page for the opt-in. I want to do a new archive page. I need to update the referral program. And I'm going to use, and I've been creating a new template with Brennan Dunn's web templates for ConvertKit through Create and Sell. And I can share more about that another time. Same thing then. I have two branches off of both of those, which I actually see that I did not do the other arms off of Instagram for this, but I, so I need to fix the map, but same thing. Left-hand side is written, but the right-hand side is social. (coughs) Excuse me. And then the last one is blog posts. Monthly, I would like to do one blog post on email marketing, one on newsletters. Down the left-hand side, I've got the written pieces, which are blog post, post to medium, solo broadcast email. Right-hand side, it's the social, exactly the same. And then I have one sort of goal on there, which is to start testing web stories. So if you Google, Google web stories, (laughs) it's basically kind of like taking um, an Instagram story and how it would appear via search in Google for that post. So I have a goal to do that. If it works right now, great. If not, that can happen later. I I just, (laughs) there's only so much of me to go around. And so, like I said, the three types of content I'm committed to are the podcast, the newsletter, and the blog. From there, I'll drill deeper. But for now, that's what I can commit to. And because one of my goals is to hire a few people in the first quarter of 2022, I'm also creating SOPs, standard operating procedures for my business and processes for each of these, what has to happen with each of these things. And it feels a bit overwhelming, but that's fine. You know, I I just, I needed to see it. And if it means I record a video and then I get someone else to create the process, so be it. I'm okay with that. Here's the thing though. I will always be the one to create my own content. I am a creator at heart and I don't have any desire to farm out the core content that I create. I write the newsletter. I write the blog. I write the the show notes. Obviously I record the Kim Doyle show. Um, I I do all that. And I, I, 
I love it, you guys. It truly is my happy place. When I wrote this today, it felt so good to just tune out. I turn on noisily in the background. It's a web app and I play I play the ocean and birds and whatever in the background. And I just write and I love it. And so I will always be doing that. I will happily hand off editing and social media though. And I have actually found an editor. Um, I've had an editor in the past. So my daughter may do it interim. We'll see. But the point is I will pass off those things I don't want to do. All right. How are we doing on time? Whoa, this is, I'm a chatty girl today. All right. And sorry, my voice, it must be the change in the weather here. That or because I run the air all the time. Side note, off script. So my electric bill is the highest. Well, I should say it's a $300 bill per month. When I was in California, I had seven, $800 bills per month. So in the big scheme of things, I'm not complaining. It's probably though, not the, even the AC because I bought a washer dryer from a unit. Uh, my neighbor, I let her use it and she's like, oh, I'll kick in. She was letting me use her car beforehand. So like, yeah, if, yeah, we'll cross that bridge, but it's a small price to pay um, to not have to trek down two flights of stairs and across the pool to the little laundromat. Anyway. Um, yeah, the air is probably wrecking my voice. Okay. So offers. Oh my God. I'm so excited about this. So I think I found my sweet spot. I mentioned Excalidra and holy moly, this truly feels like the missing piece of the puzzle for me. I'm using it with my coaching clients. I'm using it with my email insiders. Um, and oh my God, it's just, it's, it's very exciting because I can, I, it's just the way my brain works guys. And I am thinking if you hear this and are interested, reach out to me because I'm thinking about doing sessions like a focus session, but we're going to do mapping. And I was thinking about calling it offer mapping, but maybe we need to map an email sequence. Maybe we need to, and then turn it into a process. The thing is I do it with you just because like I said, it's how my brain works. And so I have a ton of fun. I've gotten pretty quick with Excalibur. So the goal is to create a map that you then can create a list and a process for from that, you know, like a to-do list to-do list, easy for me to say, task list. And then a friend of mine was telling me, um, what up for this, Jason, is I didn't know that if I plugged my iPad directly into my iMac, that Zoom will pick it up as a screen to share. And I have a pencil, so I may play around with Excalibur and the pencil. So we'll see if that works. Um, that or I'll use GoodNotes or something. But anyways, I'm, I'm having a ball. So, you know, being able to see how all of these things fit together when I, when I mapped out my offers is what helped me realize how I could streamline things because I've decided that F the hustle is a mission and it's, it's becoming F the hustle insiders as a community. And I'm going to do a whole separate episode on that. I want to make sure that my business matches the mission, the mission. Wow. It's a good thing. We're winding down. I can hear myself starting to trip over words. So much like the map I did in my content, I created a map of my offers. There were four categories of offers, courses, community, coaching, and mastermind. The courses are going to become part of the community, F the Hustle Insiders. I have one-on-one -on -one coaching, um, which I currently have, oh, hold on, what's it, four people, <laughs> sorry. I do love my clients, four people, um, and I've set a limit that, like, if you want to coach with me, I've got one more spot because of the time and energy that that takes. Um, I've got the group coaching, which right now is email insiders VIP. We're just starting the second cohort. And then June of next year to launch a mastermind. So 
everything fits in those buckets, right? And the model I use for the group coaching has been phenomenal. And I truly give credit to Nathan Zadwarney. Sorry, Nathan. I've had Nathan on the podcast. I'll link to the episode. And he has this great, um, I worked with him to do something similar. And I took what he and I did, which I wouldn't have thought to do this had I not worked with Nathan. So absolute credit goes to him um, to be able to send an email and sell an offer. It was just gold. And, you know, I like to sort of take my time with stuff and not drag it out, but okay, let's get a feel for this. Do it a couple times, create more structure around it, et cetera. And the first time they were pilot and kind of guinea pigs, but from that I've created a structure to do it again. And then I'll do it again in January. And the price will go up because of what I'm creating and and delivering each time. So anyways, that was just a shout out to Nathan. And so what I've done is I've helped a couple of other people map this type of offer out with the visually, the visual map piece of it, right? In terms of what this looks like for them. And I'm just telling you, it's been a godsend. People want to work with you right now. And I don't mean right now versus later, but you know, there was such a drive for courses and autopilot. And I love that stuff. You guys, I love it. I love it. I love it. Evergreen is absolutely on my model. hundred percent. But you know, when you, when someone says, well, how much access do I get to you? You know, like the guy, I had a gal that, um, I spoke to yesterday that was going to, there were two spots left and was going to take one. And I, she wants, she's like, well, how much one-on-one do we get? And I'm like, well, we get the onboarding and then the rest is group. So if you want more me, let's coach. She's like, okay. So that was it. And so, but knowing that people have access to you and I gave people unlimited, you can text me, you can box me, you can email me, just give me time to respond. And so it's figuring out what works. And it's, I know that I want to say I'm sort of front loading the effort that figuring out, like I showed up more than I promised I would because I wanted it to work and I wanted people to get results. And so now it's like, okay, where do I make this work really well for me? And I don't know yet. I'm still doing it. So, um, but I'm going to tell you, if you shift to a model where people get to work with you and ask you questions or take a course and you do a live call once a week to, to support your course, I would bet you're going to get higher conversions. There's something about feeling like there is, um, I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit of an an investment in your part. Um, I don't know what that looks like. I don't. And like I said, I love both. I love buying passive courses also that I can do at my own pace. So, you know, most of the people that joined this time, said they wanted the accountability. So I think that's great. Anyway, so it really is an easy offer to sell if you're willing to do the work and show up. So now that I have a visual of how everything fits together, it's a lot easier to create the structure and processes to start implementing things. So part of me wishes I had figured this out sooner, but then I remind myself that, wow, I could barely get that sentence out. But then I remind myself that it takes what it takes. And I'm here now, right? There's no point in in going backward. I don't have any doubt that I'm where I'm supposed to be doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm going to clarify that it took me almost 14 years to get here. It doesn't have to take that long and it may take you longer. Be easy about it and keep going. Side note, I just popped in my head. If you've not heard Adele's new song, be easy on me. It's just friggin' beautiful. Oh, I love it. And I, she is talking about, I think going through her divorce, 
but it was sort of like this mantra to myself to be easy on myself about things. Um, we can be our own worst enemies. So if you haven't listened to it, go listen to that song. But what I will tell you in terms of how long it takes is that the sooner you realize it's more about the internal work, the mindset, the commitment, the responsibility, the intention, the sooner things are going to happen. Because you guys know me, like I love me some tools, some hacks, some tips, etc. But just remember that they're just that. They're tools. Another off script. I watch the video, you guys, I have this, I don't say even a love hate relationship with ClickFunnels. I love his, I think he's a great marketer. I like his books. Expert Secrets really spoke to me. My favorite of the three of his books. And, you know, I don't, I don't know, like Russell Brunson is one of those people that, um, I, I just, he's brilliant at what he does and I commend him for what he's created. I don't know him personally. Um, I've met him a couple times, but I honestly believe that he's a good human being. I think he is making a lot of change. He's leaving a legacy, all of those things. Anyways, my point is that ClickFunnels 2.0 is coming out in March for the public. They've built, rebuilt the whole thing from the ground up. And if you've got ClickFunnels, the first version, they'll keep it up for you, but they're not going to support it at a certain point. Some people might be pissed is what it is, right? I, I don't expend energy on that stuff anymore, but I'm just going to tell you, that 2.0 looks phenomenal. And if you want to see what's coming, go to YouTube and just search ClickFunnels 2.0. It has everything. Think Shopify, membership, funnels, CRM, high ticket funnels, coaching, course. It, like, it, it just looks phenomenal. So who knows? I might be making that tool hop in the spring. But the point in me sharing that whole story is they're all just tools, right? The best tools to use are the ones you're going to use. Period. End of story. I have no other opinion on that other than whatever works for you. Like now that I'm out of the website making space, I don't care what you use. Does it look good? Is it easy for your people, your people, your audience, subscribers, customers to navigate and find what they need? All those basic things. All right. So the whole point with offers and stuff is be willing to peel things apart and iterate, right? This is where real change and growth will happen. And last, but but maybe least, no, I'm just kidding, is the Facebook group. So whew, for the love of all that is good in the world, I needed to make a decision on this group. When I started Content Creators four, four years ago, I think, I was super active in the group. I was doing a lot of live streams, hot seats. I even sent a weekly email about everything that went on in the group. What I didn't do was use the group in a way that helped drive business. I did here and there. Um, and remember, it takes what it takes. So I'm not going to judge myself on this one. Um, and I've wanted to do a reboot of the group for a while now. Probably a year and a half, I would say. Uh, it's just never been a priority. There are three goals I have for the group. And the first one is new subscribers. Remember, you have a business, free content should always have an end goal unless you're conscious and choose otherwise. Meaning, sometimes I just feel like writing, you guys, and that's okay. That's it. Sometimes awareness. And we had actually in the Facebook group, I did a um, live stream uh, with Lindsay of Pathfinder SEO last week. And I said to her, I said, you know, it's interesting, Lindsay, though, as I said, I have some content that has no SEO value whatsoever. It's been a personal story. And I said, and it does phenomenal. And she said, that's it. It's having a good mix of those things, right? So 
making a conscious decision because you feel like publishing something to get it off your mind, that's okay too, right? But the end goal of my content is to get new email subscribers, period, okay? Next up, sales. Yep, I said it. I expect to make sales for my own group. And, you know, it's tough. I think that the recovering Catholic in me gets like, Oh, but if I sell, I got to let other people sell. I don't. It's not a democracy. It's my group. <laughs> Go start your own group. And that's it. If I provide value, I know where my intention is and how I move through the world. I don't defend that anymore. I don't explain it. But if I don't make sales from this group, then what am I doing with it? And lastly is connections. And I posted a while back about making connections in the group in terms of JV partnerships. And I would like to figure out a way to have people support one another. And I don't mean just by sharing content, because here's the crazy thing, guys. I don't know. I don't have a solution to this either. Every Friday, I do a content share. People come in and brrr, drop all their content. I don't know anybody that's clicking through or commenting or reading other people's stuff, or it happens like once in a blue moon. It's just like people come in, they drop their content, and they bounce. I'm like, did you click through anybody else's? Did you have leave a comment? Did you read? Did you share? Social is supposed to be social. It's supposed to be engaging, right? I don't know how to get other people to do that, because... I can do it now and then, but I also am not willing to spend half of a Friday clicking through and coming in other people's content all the time. So I don't know what, I really don't know what the solution is, right? But what I would like to see is connections. You know, you guys have probably heard the term Dream 100 uh, was, I want to say it was coined by Russell Brunson. I don't know if it was his or someone else's. Um, There's a copywriter that wrote a book about it. Anyway. But the point is to create this list of 100 people that you want to connect with, like people in high places, right? As an example, Russell Brunson had Tony Robbins on his list. Great. So the Dream 100, not a, not a bad strategy, but it's not the only strategy. Could you, could you create a Dream 10 of 10 people who are maybe at a similar level or have a little bit more of an audience that you could show up and connect and share and support each other. Maybe you know somebody that has a, an email list of a thousand people and you have a freebie or a, a podcast or something. Could you get put in front of their audience, right? This was people used to do this all the time. And, but it was JV swaps or list swaps and you email for me and I'll email for you, but it was bullshit. And it was just, it was such garbage. It wasn't, you know, look, here's something really valuable. This is somebody I actually know. This is somebody I've had a conversation with. It was just, you go in, there was a database and that's how people built huge lists pre Facebook ads and stuff, right? Not saying it does or doesn't work. Not my cup of tea. So what I would really like to see is that relationships can be formed through, I, I did a whole thread that said, let's connect. If this is something you're interested in, let me know. I truly have not figured out how to make that happen. I may set up a small circle on small circle, a small community on circle so that people have to sign up. And so it's vetted and I can create a directory and I can create roles and where Facebook is not really conducive to a directory. You know what I mean? It's, it's like long threads and tags. So I'm not, I'm really not sure what that looks like, but if the Facebook group, doesn't foster real relationships and connections. Like truly guys, like what am I doing? And I know that to make these things happen, I need to up my own game in the group. I, I totally own that. I'm willing to give it six months once I do the official reboot. And if the results aren't what I want, then I'll close it or sell it. If that's such a thing still. Um, because there's, 
there's only so much of me to go around. And I don't mean like, oh, Kim, you're so wonderful. There's only so much of you to go around. I only have so many hours in the day. And I was listening to an episode of Claire Pelletro's, um, I think it's called the Get Paid Podcast. And she was interviewing Mariah Cause. If you're not familiar with her, Google her. C-O-Z is her last name, Mariah Cause. And she does no free content, no social, no nothing. She's like, I do paid ads and I have high ticket programs. So that is it. There's a part of me that really loves <laughs> that thought, you know, or a part of me that's like, oh, what do I like to do? And then have somebody else do the rest. I don't know. You know, if you can, if you can nail ads and you've got the budget, it's pretty friggin' appealing, but neither here nor there. And honestly, like Facebook, I don't know about you guys. Facebook seems to be floundering a bit these days. And of course, this is simply my opinion. I don't care enough about the topic to want to do any real research on it. Um, but I personally find myself spending less time on Facebook. And, you know, I don't know. I'm, I may look up and see if I can find any data on business pages in terms of, you know, how people are using them now that organic reach has dropped so significantly. I really don't do much other than push content. And you know, what's crazy is if you've not heard, you know, Instagram opened up um, automations. So you can through messenger, you can set up automations, which is great for lead gen. And it's so funny because I'm like, God, I'm getting a lot of people through my, through many chat all of a sudden. I'm like, I'm not, am I doing anything on my business page? So, but I think they're, they're coming through both my business page and Instagram. Now when people DM me on Instagram and I'm like, Oh, Okay. That's a whole other conversation. I still believe messenger and automations are greatly gentles. But anyway, you know, I just think we're hitting a point where creators are tired of creating free content for these platforms, knowing you have to pay to play to get any reach. And again, I still believe in and love paid traffic. But if you're going to create content, make sure it's on a property you own first, which I think we all learned when Facebook went out for a day and the world fell apart. Um, or maybe you gate it all like Mariah Cause does. I don't know. I think it's food for thought, right? All right, guys. Whew. Wow. Top of the hour. I think you're up to date now with most of that. So as far as the timeline goes on all of the above, here's here's where I'm at right now. The podcast reboot by the end of November. I've got a community to launch first. Emails, I'm going to start as soon as possible. Content, this is all in process already right now. And it's going to continue to be a work in progress. Offers, same thing, all in progress now. So the F the Hustle Insiders community launch is coming in early November. I will do an episode. I think probably next week is the best time to do that. And I'll talk about the whole behind the scenes, what it means and what it's going to look like, everything. And then, of course, once it's launched, I'll share, I'll peel back the curtain and tell you how it all went. Um, the Facebook group, I don't think I'll probably get to this. I don't think I'll probably. That was horrible. Not sure I'll get to this until December or possibly January. It's also going to be a process and it's probably going to be easier for me to map out what it looks like and then start making changes. I don't know that it even has to be an event per se, right? I can just start implementing things as I get that sorted. So, you know, we'll see. I'm heading back to California for Christmas. I was hoping to maybe just do 10 days, but now it's just about two weeks <laughs> simply because of the cost of airline tickets. If I did the cheap flights, it would have meant, I'm not kidding you, the shortest flight. Now, it's a six-hour direct flight from Costa Rica to LA. The shortest flight journey, I should say, was 20 hours. 
some are 36, you know, where I'd have like an eight hour layover in Chicago and a six hour layover. And I was like, what? No, no. So um, I just, I wasn't willing to do that. So I'm looking forward to it. I will get there and hang out with my daughter for a few days. And then uh, one of my best friends is driving down and we're going to do Disneyland together and stay at a hotel. That'll be totally fun. I'll drive up to the Bay Area with her for Christmas. And then my daughter will follow. And then I'll go back down to LA with my daughter for a few more days. Um, I think I might need a vacation from that trip. It's, you know, it's funny. I was looking at going to an event in Orlando in February, but I'm like, I don't know. Am I going to want to travel again after having just done Christmas? And that sounds crazy guys, but I like my life. I like the ease of my life. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. So I don't have to make a decision on the event now. So I'm probably going to pass. We'll see. We'll see. Um, that being said, I want to work as little as possible during those two weeks. And so my point in sharing all of this with you guys today is twofold. One, to update you on what's going on and what to expect. I really, 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 I appreciate all of you have been with me on this journey and stuck with me. And if you're new, welcome. And thank you for, for joining my world. Um, and the second is to show you that you get to create your business on your terms. Do what works for you. I don't care what anybody else tells you, you guys. Like I get it that TikTok and YouTube and all those, you know, the video is powerful. I am not against video at all. I just can't wrap my head around what it would look like for me to do something like that. And I don't have the bandwidth for it right now, right? So I'm creating what works for me with the type of content I like to create. So no matter what anyone else is doing or how they're doing it, find what works for you and just go all in, you guys. And I'm telling you, mastery, just something happens because what happens when you master, that was a really odd sentence to end on. What happens when you get into mastery is that you get better at your craft. The better at your craft, the more confident you are. The more confident you are, the easier it is to sell. And the less uh, peripheral bells and whistles and all this other stuff, it's like, no, I'm going to help you solve a very specific problem and we're going to get you results. It, it literally gets easier. So anyways, you do you, boo. You get to create what works for you. And on that note, I think we are literally just, wow, an hour and a minute, almost two minutes. So I love you guys tons. As always, thanks for listening. And I will keep you updated with the launch. And because I'm, I'm thinking I kind of want to do like a um, official reboot launch of the podcast, like five episodes in a week. And so have some fun, maybe do a giveaway around it. We'll figure it out. But in the meantime, I appreciate you. Have a wonderful day and I will catch you next time. 